And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, APAS President Todd Lewis discusses his roundtable water management meeting with the Prime Minister on Friday. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly cloudy. The fog patches will dissipate this afternoon. The winds are up to 15 kilometers an hour. The high today quite mild, minus 3. The wind chill near minus 11. The low minus 10 tonight, wind chill minus 20 overnight. Tomorrow, mainly cloudy, 30%. Chance of light snow in the morning, clearing in the afternoon. Wind northwest 30 becoming light in the afternoon. The temperature will fall to minus 15 tomorrow afternoon. Wind chill minus 18 in the morning, minus 23 in the afternoon. The low minus 21. Wednesday, sunny. The high minus 13, the low minus 19. Thursday, partly cloudy. The high minus 17, 60% chance of evening flurries. The low minus 20. Friday, cloudy, 60% chance of flurries. The high minus 17, the low minus 23. Saturday, sunny, the high minus 16, the low minus 18. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 11. The normal high for this time of year is minus 11, the normal low minus 23. The sun rose at 8.54 this morning. It sets at 5.21 tonight. Around the province, we have Estevan at minus 6, Saskatoon minus 8. Swift Current is minus 3, Weyburn and Yorkton both minus 7. In Regina, with freezing fog right now, it's minus 6. That's 21 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the southeast at 21, humidity 95%, the barometer dropping 102.6. Once again, Regina, freezing fog and minus 6, that's 21 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneer's Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at mcdougallauction.com. The president of the Agricultural Producers Association of Saskatchewan, Todd Lewis, had a good roundtable discussion with Prime Minister Justin Trudeau in Regina Friday on water management. Lewis says the meeting was designed to discuss freshwater use in the province. Just water usage and, uh, you know, water is a pretty important part of our infrastructure and uh, needs. And for it doesn't matter if you're rural or urban or, or industrial, uh, we all need water. And the Prime Minister is interested to uh, see what we thought about how water is handled in Saskatchewan and what we see is maybe some gaps, certainly in agriculture has been gaps with uh, the demise of the PFRA and federal agencies like that. So it was a it was pretty good discussion. And what was your message to the Prime Minister? Oh, just that farmers and ranchers uh, live with climate every day. We've always dealt with climate change. It's always a fact of agriculture in Saskatchewan right from day one and that we've adapted very well uh, you know over the last number of years in years of too much water and uh, too little water and such a big area in Saskatchewan the west side of the province can basically get a lot of years be dry and the east side uh, overly wet and uh, you know north to south can be quite a difference too so we're very adaptable but good water management and good strategies vitally important to uh, farmers and ranchers in this province. Did he offer any solutions or suggestions? No, he was just there for listening. He uh, spoke, I think he was looking for a little bit of the lay of the land and uh, what the feelings were around water management. Certainly uh, Lake Diefenbaker and the South Saskatchewan River Project, uh, you know, everything that has occurred there, you know, in the last 50 years ago and the development that still needs to be done there and uh, the usage of that great resource that we do have in the province. And I think just to recognize that uh, we're going to have 
more and more needs for our water. And, you know, I think between uh, the stakeholders around the table and uh, First Nations were there as well, that it's important that we manage it properly. But there's nothing concrete about possibly expanding the irrigation districts by providing more support to producers to bring in expensive irrigation equipment. No, there's nothing about that specifically. The irrigation groups were there. Uh, also, you know, there are people there representing the irrigation industry. And, you know, they spoke, I think, said the irrigation, uh, I think Saskatchewan producers want to see more of it. It's a good opportunity. It's you know, adds value to uh, high-value crops and in certain situations, and that's that's what we need. So... I think just overall, it was more of a of an exchange of ideas, and it seemed like himself and Mr. Goodale were there uh, to listen more than, you know, they were looking, uh, I think this is just a preliminary part of hopefully something uh, bigger, and uh, of course the province is going to have to be involved in municipalities and stakeholders right across the board, but I think it's, you know, obviously uh, Mr. Trudeau has a concern about it, and, and uh, you know, there's the infrastructure money available and so on, so hopefully Saskatchewan will get a good chunk of it. So you say something bigger, do you want to elaborate, or what? Are your thoughts there? You know, if it it means continuing with the, uh, you know, I think the term was said there's only 15% of the uh, Lake Diefenbaker, what originally was envisioned there, there's only 15% of of development at this time. It was another fact to point out that we actually lose more water by evaporation of Lake Diefenbaker than we actually use. Uh, The general public isn't aware of even, you know, how how big a water resource is there. And, you know, I think it's pretty important. So if we develop the 85% of, you know, be it in uh, Coppell Conveyance for uh, City of Regina and Moose Jaw and Southern Saskatchewan water supply, right? I mean, that's all, it's all tied together. So there could be a lot of projects come out out of a plan like this. So you expect or would like to see some kind of federal incentive for using that water and possible expanded irrigation? Sure. And I mean, it's all going to be part of our, Water is going to be an important part, too, Jim, of uh, of what, uh, you know, our expanded processing here in the province, you know, with the, the Pulse Cluster here centered in Regina and, and uh, all the research is done up in Saskatoon. And, you know, we're really uh, well situated in the province here with our two universities and all the research that is done on, on water with uh, Dr. Pomeroy's group up in Saskatoon and the water group down here at the U of R as well. That you know, there's lots of good research and uh, lots of uh, ways to use water properly. And we're looking forward to uh, you know agriculture being a big part of it. And you know, we're the ma- a main economic driver in this province. And boy, if you don't have water, you don't have much agriculture. So we're sure happy to be at the table. Let's look forward to uh, continuing the discussion. Ducks Unlimited was also involved with the roundtable discussion on water management with the Prime Minister in Regina on Friday. Crop Production Week activities are underway in Saskatoon. The Western Canadian Crop Production Show began at noon today at Prairieland Park. The Crop Production Show continues through Thursday. Meantime, four farm organizations will hold their annual general meetings at TCU Place in Saskatoon this afternoon. Sask Canola, Sask Barley, Sask Flax and Sask Pulse Growers will update farmers on their activities. Commissions representing canary seed and winter cereal producers held their meetings this morning. Health Canada has issued a statement reaffirming the safety of glyphosate. The review was launched two years ago after eight groups filed objections over a 2017 re-evaluation of the weed control product. Many stated potential concerns about cancer based on a controversial 2015 report by a division of the World Health Organization. A group of 20 Health Canada scientists conducted a thorough evaluation of glyphosate and concluded that concerns raised by the objectors could not be scientifically supported. Producer groups are pleased with the developments. The Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association says glyphosate, when used correctly, controls weeds, reduces erosion and lower fuel costs through fewer field passes.
This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market and the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel de Corby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. Farm Credit Canada says there's a mixed outlook for the prairie grain sector in 2019. Agricultural economist Craig Clemmer says production challenges, trade tensions, and rising costs dampen the outlook. But he adds expanding potential export markets and a lower Canadian dollar support farm profitability. When we look at the grain and oil seed uh, and pulse markets, you know, I think that it's kind of one of these mixed mix things. So, you know, from the side of the spring wheat, for example, you know, I think there's some upside potential there. But when we look at the overall margins right now, we're expecting to be very close to break even. You know, we've seen some reduction in overall supplies there, and, and that's going to help support the price overall there. When we look at oil seeds, you know, this has been the, the spot, the bright spot for Canadian agriculture for the last few years where where, uh, you know, canola has been quite profitable or been the more profitable crop, I guess. And and we continue to see that going forward. Uh, you know, we've seen some downward pressure on commodity prices, but we still see that canola and soybeans should be, you know, averaging in that break even to positive margins. So, you know, we're expected to see uh, some pretty strong canola acres again this year in Saskatchewan. Finally, you know, when we start looking at the pulse market, um, you know, this is a, an, an industry or market that uh, continues to feel a lot of pressure with our our largest export markets uh, remaining closed to us, uh, and that's and that's having some uh, damper on on prices, especially for for lentils and that. We're starting to see some improvement in in the markets on there, but overall, when we look at these, uh, expect mar- uh, margins to be quite pressured again this year in the pulse industry. What are some of the trends to watch in the coming year? Yeah, you know, there's a bunch of things that I think we're going to have to be watching. What's happening in terms of exports to China and, you know, specifically what happens with U.S.-China relations and how that potentially is going to impact North American prices. We've seen a lot more exports going out of, from China, Brazil lately. Uh, we're starting to see some easing up in, in some of those tensions, but it's going to be interesting to see how those relationships warm and, and what those opportunities are there. We also know that, you know, from the export side of things, the feed grains, you know, African swine flu in in China has been a concern. It uh, you know it hasn't been uh, you know maybe as great as what what we might think, but it'll be important to manage to watch how that trend's moving forward. Other things that I think are going to be really important to be monitoring and watching are input costs. You know we're likely to see those increasing in, in 2019. Fertilizer demand seems strong. Once we figure out what the planting intentions are going to be in the United States, does that see some shift in acres from soybeans into corn, for example, and that could put up you know even further demand for fertilizer prices and, and upward prices there. We're expecting the dollar to soften slightly in 2019 and, and wondering what does that well, how does that dollar change moving into 2019 softer Canadian dollars going to help our, our export price for Canadian products and then I think finally the other one that is, is really important is monitoring trade flows and, and what opportunities are we're going to have some newly signed and ratified trade agreements and those are going to come into play and what does that mean for prices in Canada how does that improve our competitiveness and how do, what kind of opportunities that present for us as we export into uh, you know as part of CPT TPP and and CETA, uh, you know, do we see those things materialize a bit more? How do you describe demand for uh, prairie-grown grain across the world in the coming year? 
Yeah, you know, demand overall, you know, we see fairly large supplies. You know, there's been some challenges with crops uh, recently. So, you know, demands are expected to remain relatively strong on, on that side of things. So we expect, you know, ethanol levels to be pretty pretty similar. Uh, we are seeing, uh, you know, fairly steady cattle and hog side of things in, in, uh, in Canada. So it should kind of remain steady. So, you know, not, nothing really on the spikes or anything like that, I'd say in there. But we have seen large supplies right now, and that's, and that's one of the things that's going to be the, uh, that what we saw from weather is something that remains uncertain and we'll have to continue monitoring that for too. Greg Clemmer is an agricultural economist with Farm Credit Canada. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hollis Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southie, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit Flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were mixed in early trading today. Canola fell three dollars at four forty one forty two. Oats rose two eighty four at two thirteen thirty five. Number one red spring wheat went up eleven cents at two hundred twenty seven dollars and fifty seven cents. The rest were unchanged. Durham two twenty one eighty one. Feed barley two zero two sixty three. Flax four seventy three twenty nine. Yellow peas, 253.54. Feed wheat, 193.31. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, March wheat is down 1.5 cents at 568.5 cents a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia, 642-4180 or Weyburn, 842-4574. Heartland Livestock Market Report. Donnie Peacock reporting from the Swift Current Yards. Looks like with this mountain of cull cows and bulls that have come through the yards from August through into December, we might be past that light run here last week. Uh, cow market was stronger too. It averaged 75 and every cow through the sale. And some kind of smooth, not hard fed cows, but a semi load of cows that weighing about 1350 1400 averaged 82 and a half straight through in the entire semi load so certainly a little bit snappier into the feeder cattle trade on the uh, computer network the lot of eight and nine weight steers from 187 to 195 and that bodes well fat cattle are a little bit stronger as well the upcoming pre-sort feeder sales will begin here shortly getting into about that third week of the month going to uh See uh, probably a bit of a lighter run here in the early part of the year, and the cattle look like they're going to make some money. That's the way it is in cattle country. Heartland, Swift Current. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 5,100 hogs Friday, selling a range of 125 to 139 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,200 head, selling a range of 122 to 139 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for the week ending Friday, January 11th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 130.40, Ham's Cash, 135.41, Thunder Creek Burko, 126.38, and High Life, 137.26 dollars per CKG. Ham's Cash hog price today is down and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Friday, the Canadian dollar is down 14 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3259. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.40 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets are mixed to start the third marketing week of 2019. 
Large supplies and a weak cutout are factors contributing to the pressure, where a 5.1% increase in slaughter levels over last year was observed last week. On the cutout side, market participants are noting that most primal cuts are lower relative to the average price pace normally seen at this time of year. Lean hog futures are lower to start the trading week, despite news from China over the weekend of more African swine fever outbreaks, bringing the total of 120 official locations so far. And the outlook today, mainly cloudy. The fog patches will dissipate today. Winds up to 15 kilometers an hour. The high, minus 3. Wind chill near minus 11. The low, minus 10. Overnight, tomorrow, mainly cloudy, 30%. Chance of light snow in the morning, clearing in the afternoon. Wind northwest, 30, becoming light in the afternoon. Temperature falling to minus 15 tomorrow afternoon. The wind chill, minus 18 in the morning, minus 23 in the afternoon. The low, minus 21. In Regina with freezing fog, it's minus 6, that's 21 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.